Welcome to the Human Conversation Podcast with Jules White, the real dragon slayer, author and entrepreneur sales coach. Tune in weekly for human conversation about business and sales. Enjoy business expert interviews, educational episodes, and virtual cuppers with entrepreneur business owners. So grab yourself a cuppa and enjoy. Here is your host, Jules White. So welcome everybody to the Human Conversation. And I have got, um, I think, a breathtaking guest with me today because this man's had a huge impact on me. Uh, I met him, first of all, back last year at Entrepreneurial Leaders Live conference where I was speaking. And this gentleman stood up and did, I think it was something like a a four-minute Uh, pitch as to what he loved about the day and you know just that four minutes got me that was it that was it for me I was completely spellbound by him inspired by him and touched by him without further ado I'd like to introduce to you Ben Clench and he is an author and inspiring speaker so Ben welcome hi Jules thanks very much for having me on I am so thrilled you're on this podcast with me. I'm so excited. So um, obviously the listeners, some of them may know you, hopefully, I'm sure they will, but I think most people won't know about you and I want to spend the next half an hour talking about your story because I think it has a massive impact on everyone who hears it. So where should we start then? Um. Well, I don't know. Uh, well, where where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the uh, you know beginning of my of my talk, or um, I don't know my life? <laughs> well, it's it's. I think when people start to realise what this story is all about, it would be probably quite interesting to just say. Before uh, your life changed dramatically, because people will find out how that was, what yeah. was it that you were doing then? I was, I was like a researcher in international development, and uh, I was starting to carve out a career, traveling around the world, evaluating aid projects in you know aid in uh, Kenya or I was doing research in Thailand for a year and various things like that. Wow, so you were already travelling around the world. Sounds like you you were having some exciting times. Yeah, yeah, I was. And and my my career was really progressing very well. Yeah. Yeah. And so now we're, we're talking about your life changing really dramatically uh, in 2010, I believe, Ben. Yeah, September okay. 2010. September 2010. So tell us what, what happened in September 2010. Uh, well, in September 2010, I, um, I, then, I went to visit my then girlfriend who was working in... Haiti, following the um, the earthquake that happened there, 
and she um she like she struggled a lot to get work in international development. She, I mean, she was a Canadian, but she worked uh, um, as a kind of uh, doing childcare. Um, she worked as an intern in a house of parliament. And then she got a break where she got to go work in Haiti. She was working for, uh, after the earthquake, obviously. She was working for an Irish charity and then got recruited by the UN. Um, and I was, you know, doing very well, working for lots of NGOs and going all over the place. Um, and I was supposed to go and spend two years in Rwanda on placement. And just before I started that, I um, popped over to see her. Uh, so I went over to, to Haiti and I was very worried that, uh, well, I was kind of drilled by my parents to get health and get insurance, you know, something. And I was like very kind of annoyed that the only insurance I could get didn't cover kidnap insurance. <laughs> worried about that. Yeah. Because there was a lot of kidnappings in Haiti. Yeah. Um, so I, I couldn't get that. So I got just a 10 pound health insurance and went over. Um, and you know, I, I, so I hadn't seen her for kind of quite a few months, I think like six months or whatever. So it was great, you know. Yeah. I got to see our mutual friend who was over there. Then we traveled around the Dominican Republic. Um, and I mean, to be honest, I can't really remember a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm sure it was fantastic time. And then just on the last day, uh, before we were supposed to go back to Haiti and I was supposed to fly back to England, the speeding car jumped off the road onto the pavement. And here's us both, uh, knocked me into a coma for a month and killed my girlfriend, who I didn't remember for two years. Ben, at this point, um, I just want to say something because I think this was the point in entrepreneurial leaders live last year. You mentioned this kind of bit of the story, which is obviously like the impactful piece because nobody's expecting you to say this. And it's mm. suddenly a car's hit you. It's put, it's put you into a coma actually, we don't even know if you're going to survive at this point. And it's outrightly killed your girlfriend. And I'm, and I'm repeating it back for the listeners because I want them to understand the impact it, it had on me um, when I heard your story. I actually am at, 
quite emotional. Every time I think of your story and I talk to you, you can hear it already. I get emotional because it feels horrific to me, which I know it was. Um, but I can't believe I'm sat with you and we're talking. And of course, we're going to come on to all of that with the rest of the story. But I just think that was a real big impact, that moment, because I don't think anyone expects you to just suddenly say that that's part of your story. So to pick up where we are. So yeah. this is in the Dominican Republic and you've got £10 health insurance. And I'm saying that for a reason, because I want to bring a little bit of that into the scenario too, because there's a reason why you told us about that, isn't there, Ben? Yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> so tell us about this insurance policy. Well, the, the insurance policy, I mean, it was £10 and I was very annoyed that I got it because... <laughs> Because it was ten pounds, and you know, <laughs> didn't cover um, kidnap insurance. <laughs> I was very worried about in Haiti, but actually, that was the best ten pound I've ever spent, and I don't think I'll ever spend ten pound that will have such an impact on my life <laughs> and well-being since. Yeah, I bet. And so what, what was it that was really special about what happened next with your treatment? And actually, Ben, just one thing. I seem to remember you saying that when you'd actually been hit, that mm. wasn't there a doctor or somebody in a car? Was there a doctor who had come by? Yeah, there were, um, there were three doctors in the car in front. Um, and they, they were psychiatric doctors I think and they heard the, the crash yeah um, so they stopped and they reversed to see what happened and uh, you know they saw the aftermath and they, they saw uh, I think the driver was screaming in hysterical um, my girlfriend at the time was under the car, obviously dead, and I was knocked into the road. And, you know, the fact that they picked me up and drove me straight to hospital, I mean, that that is, that's better than an ambulance, you know, that's immediate. Um, action to save someone's life and without that i'm not sure that i'd be here talking to you yeah it's like one of those things isn't it that that sort of coincidence of it it just happened to be that they were there at that time um who's yeah. to say whether there's anything behind that ben i i have no idea i like to think that people are meant to be in places at a certain time but who knows eh but thank yeah. goodness they were there for you to get you to hospital. And then once you arrived in hospital then, is this when the insurance kind of policy helped to, to carry on your journey? Uh, kind of, but not, not as such. I mean, um, I mean, you'll never guess what happened, but at that exact time, uh, 12 hours time difference or whatever, 
in England. Mm -hmm. It was about six in the morning, I think. And my sister woke up from her bed in London crying. She didn't know why. Oh, wow. And uh, she didn't know, what, you know why she was upset. But she decided like, to go come back to Brighton, see my parents that day. Uh, so she did. And when she saw my, my dad work in the front garden, she uh, broke down in tears. And uh, my dad kind of gave her a hug and said, oh, you know, it's probably just the stress of being in London and things. And they, they carried on having a normal day or whatever. Um, and then, at midnight, uh, there's a, a loud knock on the door. My 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 parents and my sister in bed. My brother's out in town getting pissed. <laughs> and my dad's thinking, you know, what on earth is that? You know? My brother must have forgotten his keys or whatever. Opens the door in his dressing gown, and the policeman's there. It's like, you know, good evening, sir. Can we come in and have a chat? Wow. And he's and tells him what's happened. And then my my sister and my mum run downstairs, and and you know, all hell breaks loose, and they're like, oh. God. So my dad then books a flight to the Dominican Republic. Uh, and my little brother comes with him because he comes home very drunk and emotional and says, I'm coming with you, Dad. And uh, so very good he did. They really support each other. But they got out there. Uh, and they found me in a public hospital with, you know, none of the, like, with very basic care and they didn't have the money for the drugs. Um, and, you know, they looked through all my possessions uh, and found my insurance documents and then uh texted them to my mum in England and she contacted them and called them and they were like okay we're gonna sort out and then um it was just you know as they were transferring me to another hospital they um they were just putting me in the am in the ambulance, take me to another hospital, yeah. and my dad's uh, cell phone rang, his mobile phone, and it was the insurance company. And they said, "No, we've just sorted this place out. Don't take him anywhere else but here." The guy was like, "I had to fight for this. 
they didn't want to, to you know to do this because it's more expensive but if it was my son oh. this is where i'd want him to go did you ever find out who he was no more my dad obviously knows who it was um i i mean personally i don't know i mean there are so many medical people involved in in my care yeah. that I don't have any knowledge of, but my my parents know of them all a lot. That's amazing, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah, and my parents know of the guy that took me to hospital because he was, uh, they had contact with him and, um, you know, all of the, all of that part of the story they have a lot more knowledge than i do well yeah that's the thing so obviously all through this you 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 didn't really know much about any of this this is kind of what you've been told i guess at the back of it yeah so, yeah. so they they've got you to this next hospital it's obviously a, did you say it's a private hospital ben it was it was so great care there they looked after you yeah 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 and how long before they got you back to the uk two to three weeks okay but i mean uh, i don't know i mean i was i was flown back by private air ambulance in a coma mm. um so you know i when i got to an english hospital i was still in a coma so what was the first memory you have of waking up from this terrible nightmare confusion i didn't know anything i didn't know where i was i didn't know who i was i didn't know who anybody else was i mean i didn't even speak and how long after the accident was it that you actually woke up feeling this this way you know uh it was a month so that's a long time, isn't it, really, to be yeah. in a coma? Yeah. So when you woke up, obviously the doctors will have assessed you. I know they told you a whole heap of stuff, Ben, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. A yeah. whole, whole heap of stuff that you couldn't do, yeah, ever again? Yeah, yeah. They, they kind of told me the worst case scenario you can imagine. So what did they tell you? What, what should Ben be like right now, according to the doctors? I, I should be a vegetable. I should be, you know, in a wheelchair. I should uh, have constant support for the rest of my life. And, and look at you. I mean, I know that most of our listeners are listening as opposed to watching, because this is obviously going to go on YouTube as well. But now tell me a little bit about what you have been doing, because this is the amazing bit, and I love this bit. Tell me what you've been doing, Ben. What have I been doing? <laughs> well, what? the fact is, you walk, don't you? You're not in a wheelchair, are you? Yeah, yeah, I walk, yeah. Yeah, and you talk, don't you, Ben? I, I do, I do, yeah. Amazingly, I... yeah. And what else have you done? <laughs> I talk, I've talked to a room full of 1,500 people. Yay, I love it. And so that's referring to um, the TEDx talk that you did. 
And that's yeah. another thing that happened was that then me and Ben met again because on the same day I did my TEDx, Ben was in that same lineup doing his TEDx, which was just amazing. And it was so overwhelming. This was a man who was told he wouldn't speak again on a stage in Brighton in front of 1,500 people. Like, I was so excited to tell everybody about this, Ben. Um, and I will make sure the link is in the bottom of this podcast so that everybody can watch this amazing talk that you did, Ben. Because it was really something, wasn't it? It was, it was. And, I mean, I, I was uh, voted the most popular speaker of the day. Well, it doesn't surprise me one bit. You are phenomenal. And I think well, I'd like to just touch on um, what the preparation was like for that for you, because it wasn't just about going on stage and standing up and doing your thing, was it? There was, there's a lot of stuff has to go into, a lot of effort goes into you doing something like that. Tell us about it, Ben. Yeah, it was uh, trying to, you know, craft a script was, uh, I, I had to get a lot of help from that from various different people um and eventually i found the perfect person who you know i had met me quite a few times and we talked about it and thought about it and then uh she just kind of thought you know i i think it should be like this and then i Talks, inspiring talks, Brighton to give it a test run, and uh, and it was you know it was okay, but didn't didn't really have the wow factor. Um, and at that point, I I gave her my book and I said, read that, and then she changed the whole script and the way it was going to go. And then, you know, she was like, okay, this is it, Ben. I want you to make it yours. And and after that, you know, uh, when I spoke it back to her, she was like, yeah, now it's yours, Ben. Because I had a bit in and different, different things here and there. Um, she was like, yeah, it's yours now. Oh, and it so was yours, Ben, and you so smashed it and you owned it. You really did. It was wonderful. So everybody who is listening, you have to click on the link below and watch that TEDx talk because it is really wonderful and inspiring. Now, the other thing you mentioned there, Ben, and I'm going to do a quick little show because if you're on the YouTube, you can see me now showing you Ben's book because mm. that is really important because this is basically the story. So we can't necessarily tell you absolutely everything in our little podcast, but we can certainly make sure you know that you need to read the book and you need to watch the TEDx talk because then you're going to start to see how amazing this young man is. So Ben's book's called Ben Again. Um, it's got a really amazing picture on the front, um, which is it kind of looks like paper where it's just all been stuck together on the head. And that's kind of what your brain was like, really, Ben, I guess. It was putting you all back together again, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you had a very serious brain injury through this, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, traumatic brain injury. Yeah. So the book says, The Inspirational Memoir 
of traumatic brain injury survivor, Ben Clench. And you really must go and read it because honestly, I think that the problem that we have, if I'm really honest, is I think we take so much for granted, Ben. Mm. I think, you know, when we haven't had trauma in our lives or we haven't had adversity in our lives, we just kind of go on through and we moan about the most stupid things. Uh, mm. Life's so terrible for all of us. Um, but actually, when we put things in perspective, uh, then we realize how wonderful life is and how precious it is. And I think what you've helped me to do and other things that happened in my life too, but when I met you, I felt like you put so much in perspective for me because mm. I started to really realize, you know, how amazing you are and how you've overcome so much. And that's why I wanted you on my podcast. And I wanted to inspire the audience of listeners that, you know, my podcast is called The Human Conversation. So it's not always about entrepreneurs and their journey or, you know, experts in certain things in business. It's also about life stuff. And this one is a very special podcast about life stuff. That's how I see it. Mm -hmm. So Ben, tell me, what, what's next? What are you doing now? What's happening in your life? Oh, that's a very good question. I, I, I don't know, Karen. Um, I need to. Oh, I don't know. I need. I need work. I need to sort that out, and um, I need to work out how it's going to look and where I'm going to focus. And I need. I don't know. I need. I need. Uh, something to someone to either say that's what you need to do or come do this yeah do you think you would go back to doing what you did before is that something you'd like to do or do you just just not have a preference as such no no i would like to do that um very much uh but you know it would have to be on different terms. I wouldn't be able to go off to any place in the world and do that. Mm. I've got have to take meditation now because of what happened to me and things. And sure. I'm not as free and easy as I once was. Um, but still amazingly, um, capable really when you think about what's happened to you to do some really great work yeah yeah totally um i would i would also mean like i would love to 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 become a speaker as well and inspire you know many other people that that need need a little pep up you don't need to become that, Ben, because you already are. I just thought I'd make sure you know that. You already <laughs> are, okay? Um, but yeah, I think um, you know, it would be great to sort of get you on that journey of um, being a professional speaker with that story. It is so inspirational. Um, mm. And listen, you held your own at TEDx. You don't need any more proof that you can stand on the stage and speak. So, <laughs> you know, you're already a mile ahead. So you just need to really start making it known to everybody that this is what you do and creating your keynote speech and creating your profile and, and i'm going to chat to you about all that stuff as well when we we get a time to chat off air um mm. but i would um I, I would like people listening to just think about um 
their lives, you know, and, and how this can inspire them because it's always about the audience, isn't it, Ben? You know, what's, yeah. the, what's, what's the sort of three key things that you would want to say to anyone who's listening to this based on what's happened to you? Um, don't ever give up. Have some direction. Be very clear about where you want to get to. Make sure it's the right place. And don't give up until you get there. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And there's no such word as can't. I just add mine in. And then with me and Ben together, you've got this amazing message that you don't ever give up. You don't ever give up. Ben, I... I could always talk to you for ages and I'm, I'm going to have the lovely pleasure of carrying on talking to you after this podcast. But yeah. um, it's been really great to have you on my podcast, which, you know, actually the doctors may well have told you you wouldn't even do this. And we have. Yeah, so that's amazing. And mm. um, not only that, you have written an amazing book. So mm. how awesome is that? And not only that, you stood on TEDx stage alongside me and you absolutely smashed your talk and inspired 1,500 people. I take my hat off to you. You are amazing and I love you very much. I really do. Mm. So thank you for being my guest on The Human Conversation. Thank you for inviting me. We will make sure everybody knows how to connect with you um, on any platform that you choose, I'll put all of your links down, your TEDx talk, links to get your book, etc. So thank you so much, Ben. Ben, you're based in Brighton, are you not? I am, yes. Yeah, so if anyone's listening and they just wonder, well, where is Ben now? He's down in Brighton. So do connect with him. He's an amazing man. And thank you for listening to The Human Conversation. Um, I love my podcasting, but today for me has been really special to actually be able to get Ben on my show. Amazing, absolutely amazing. And join us again. If you like the podcast, then give us a like, subscribe, follow us, give us comments. We want to know what you think. And we are on Apple Podcasts, we're on SoundCloud, and we're on Spotify. So from me and Ben, in this very, very wet weather we're having this summer in the UK, we will say, ta-da for now. You've just been listening to the Human Conversation podcast with Jules White. To find out more about the other work that Jules does, please visit her website, www.liveitloveitsellit.co.uk. And if you enjoyed the podcast, then please do leave a rating and review on the platform you use to enjoy her show. Thanks for listening and see you next time.